0: So today I'm here with Nick Yang. Um, Nick has founded and built a couple of companies. Um, I mean, his office is just, uh, I guess, in Beijing, but kind of like just about a little bit outside of Beijing. Um, and maybe, Nick, why don't you just uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Okay. Um, well, I consider myself a professional entrepreneur,
1: and that's my job as, uh, as an entrepreneur. The, the currently, we're uh, agents in uh, the office of my third company. Uh, so I'm 34 years old and I'm starting my third company. The first company I started is in 1999, and that's where the story got started. Is that um, in 1999 I graduated from Stanford um, in 99, and you know in 1999 it's the year which 20 I think 20% of the of the graduating class actually went to startups. Hmm. That's just simply amazing, right? I mean, considering they graduated in class at Stanford. Right. That was the year, 1999. and uh, well, we dot com decided, time. The dot-com time. So what we ended up, we decided to do is uh, we decided to come to China to start a company. And that was a uh,
0: So you left Silicon Valley to come to China in the peak of Silicon Valley? Yes, in the peak of Silicon Valley. When China was like, just getting started. Just getting started, Yes.
1: Mm. That was very rare, and uh, even my parents don't understand why I'm going back to China. Well, it sounds kind of insane, honestly, back then, because back
0: then. everything Silicon was... I was in Silicon Valley then, and that was when Silicon Valley was big. It was very big, and Yahoo was trading at over $300 a share. Mm. And eBay was like the biggest
1: thing on the <laughs> on the market at that time. And you so, you said, I'm going back to Beijing. I'm going back to Beijing. Mm. And um, that was pretty insane. And before we left, actually, with an interesting anecdote is that... Uh, a friend of mine is a good friend of Larry Page mm-hmm. and uh, we went to their office uh, in uh, University of Avenue uh, there was nine guys mm. at Google and they were just starting up and we had lunch together mm. and uh, they said they would treat us because they just got funding oh. <laughs> they just got 25 million dollars from
0: uh, oh, so they weren't small by then if they, if they just got their client of money then they yes. they were already making a pretty big impact they were they were the hottest startup back then hottest startup was nine guys
1: yeah 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 it was quite amazing, but still only nine employees yeah. <laughs> for Google. Just imagine. I mean, that was, uh, that was the thing. And actually, we had lunch with them. We, a couple weeks later, we took a plane, and we went back to China. And you came back to what? Uh, we yes. actually came to Tsinghua because uh, that's where we're sitting at today. Well wow, mm-hmm. is right at Myself, my par- two two of my partners, hmm. uh, Fan Zhou
0: and uh, Zhou Chen. So you were three Chinese guys. That three Kennedy. Chinese guys. Oh, Zhou uh, Chen, who's Zhou Chen was uh, yeah, okay. you know. <laughs> I haven't met him, but I know him. Okay, okay, yeah, Zhou Chen and myself and Yunfan Zhou. And so all of you have been living out in Silicon Valley and all. Uh,
1: we all, all, all graduated from Stanford the same year, ah, okay, 1999. So we were the Stanford team hmm. in, in Beijing. Right. Zhou's uh, an MBA, and myself and Fan were engineering students, hmm. uh, in the We program so we went back and uh, we got funding from
0: Andrew Masters Wait, uh, before p- we go on what drove you to come back I mean why not stay in the US I don't I don't completely understand that I mean you, you made it through the US system pretty well why, yeah, why come yeah. back to China uh, so the third world country uh, okay big potential but Yeah. back then it was a third world country now it's I <laughs> right mean and, and yeah. funding and things like that going. Did, did you have a uh, I mean what kind of family did you come from from China did you, did you no, have actually, a lot of family connections was it going to be easy to raise capital that kind of stuff no, we actually raise capital from the states, uh, from our classmates. That's
1: where our story is very interesting. Is that uh, our we, we raised raise two hundred fifty thousand dollars from about twenty students, mm. our, our classmates, some MBAs, some engineering students, and uh, some some guys who are richer with uh, more more family money. Mm. They put in about uh, twenty thirty thousand dollars. Mm. Some put in a few thousand dollars. So we have about twenty investors. Mm.
0: So your family and friends, uh, basically, friends. friends. <laughs> basically friends basically friends. Basically family friends I mean do you, did your family come from money and connections in China or no, no? no no
1: no My dad um, uh, went to the states when uh, in 1983 on the government money hmm.
2: uh,
1: well the government sent him to study in the States uh, studying engineering and he graduated with a PhD program in Wisconsin All right. when he was, uh, he was actually working for a long time then uh, got his PhD then uh, uh, we ended up staying in, China, uh, in the states. So what yeah, drove you to China. go back? I
0: mean, you, you obviously want to succeed. Um, the U.S. is a pretty good ec- environment for comp- creating entrepreneurs. Why go back to China? Uh, because we went back to, the, to China in 1998,
1: uh, prior to our graduation in 1999, with Yunfan Zhou and Zhou Chen. We went back because um, uh, one of, uh, of Yunfan's family friends actually wanted him to work for him. He has. He owns a big company in China. Mm. And uh, he said, come back to China. This is a great opportunity. Uh, and we went back. We saw what's going on in China. And we decided that instead of working for him, why don't we just start our own thing? So that's, that's how... So, so you, you come back and And then, study and then job, yeah. you finish studying and then you... you yeah, can't we finish studying and we decided to come
0: back. What did you feel back then that...
1: We felt that everything was... Um, was a sprung to life. I mean, everything is uh, its just... Uh, it's, it's almost like spring, you know, yeah. and with all the little plants shooting new leaves. But you hadn't felt that when you lived here before, had no, you? No, no, no. No, I felt that we're at the brink of a big, uh, t- tremendous opportunity. And we were at the brink of a tidal wave. Yeah. That's, a, that's what we call it. We yeah. call it the tsunami. Right. <laughs> Hmm. And uh, we're we're like surfers looking for a big
0: wave, right. and we felt that the wave was coming, and we just had to get in front of it. So even though the Silicon Valley was big, you felt there was bigger in China. We felt it was bigger in China. I mean, I've noticed in my two and a half weeks in China, yeah. I feel now that ca- communist China is more capitalist than the U.S. I, I mean, the, the <laughs> capitalist drive here is incredibly strong, and that might sound a little bit shocking, but um, I'm I'm very convinced on that point. Um, they call it the communism with the Chinese characteristics. Yeah, wow. <laughs> I think Chinese are pretty. I mean, I like it. I really yeah, like it. I yeah. think they're very capitalistic and driven and entrepreneurial. I think it's excellent.
1: It's very very entrepreneurial. here, Yes, and uh, well, China. I think I think there's um, uh, the leadership understand that there's phases to uh, to a way com- the the nation develops. For example, then America is becoming more socialist with higher taxes, mm. more social welfare benefits. I mean, if you look at Obama who changed the, uh, yes. the tax code, yes. right? So, so it's becoming more and more socialist. I think China will go probably the same way. That you develop market economy, you develop GDP, you develop people's uh, economic lives, then put in more social programs, put in more welfare. And with the uh, uh, President Hu Jintao who said the harmonious society, mm. so we're also turning more socialist. In time. In you time. May not, may, yeah. That might take another 10 years. It might take another 10 years. I think when uh, right. uh, China's GDP is probably going to surpass Japan in the, in the next one or two years.
0: Yeah, oh, no, that's oh, no, insane. China. The growth is, no. Yeah,
1: no, and obviously. with the 8%, they said they will surpass the United States in 15
0: years. Yeah. No, no, I think me surprising. That's if it can all hold together, right? I mean, this is yeah. a pretty... There's a, there's a lot of pressure under the surface, too. I mean, this yeah. is... Well, Well,
1: it's just trickle-down economics, right? Whether the the money will trickle down. I think the leadership
0: understands that to build a harmonious society, the money has to trickle down. Mm. The interesting analogy I heard was that China is a little bit like the Roman Empire. Like it is a big empire holding a big region together. And that's that's not easy to do. No, it's not easy to
1: do. Mm. Because China is so big and so, so diverse. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's go on. Um, you come back to China. You got three guys. Seems like they might be good guys. You got two hundred fifty grand in French friends' capital. Mm-hmm. Then what? Then we went back, and we need people.
1: So we went to Tsinghua. We we said, where's the best engineers? And y- Yunfan actually graduated from uh, Tsinghua. Mm-hmm. I was a bachelor degree before going to Stanford, mm-hmm. at which I graduated from University of Michigan. That's where I grew up mm-hmm. in Michigan. So so that's where uh, that's how story goes. Um, so Yunfan said, the best engineers in China is in Tsinghua. So And he said, okay, I got some connections in the school. Mm-hmm. My old old professors and old uh, old classmates, some of them are still here. And let's go knock on doors. Mm-hmm. So we went to the dormitories of the computer engineering department. Mm-hmm. So that's where our uh, students live. And we started knocking on doors, just looking at the open doors. And we started knocking. And we said, okay, uh, you guys are computer engineers. Okay, we're a company from... Uh, Stanford, we're Stanford graduates, and we're starting an internet company. Do you guys want to work for us? Mm-hmm. And some students Were they like, at, what Stanford, or did they know? No, no, them? of course they know what yeah. Stanford is. But they were like, wow, this is something we only heard of. I mean, we're seeing stuff that they, they only read about. Right. <laughs> so they're right. like, this is very, very cool and very interesting. So a lot of students responded, and they decided to work for us. Hmm. So we had to find a place
0: outside of Tsinghua where the students can go work and go back just so that people have a point of reference this is pretty much one of China's top universities right this is a a top engineering university I mean I've never heard of it it's a massive complex it looks like yeah
1: it's the biggest university in China yeah Yeah. so so basically we we set up shop right outside Tsinghua so students can take classes while working for us Mm. So so we build a community site with the students it's the community site. It's what's called ChinaRen, mm-hmm. and it's a combination of China, which is uh, the uh, English name for China, and mm-hmm. Ren, which is the Chinese um, Chinese pronunciation for people. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is a site for Chinese people. That's and it's a a fusion from the east and west, and which our Western background, Western education, and the Chinese. Uh, Chinese culture, Chinese philosophy. So, it's, so your friends in the states that invested, how do they, how do they do on their investment? Oh, well, the, well, the valuation which they invested in twenty fifty thousand dollars for twenty five percent of the company, mm-hmm. and we sold for th- uh, thirty five million, so thirty five times. Nice.
0: So, so they uh, were
1: happy. Uh, actually, it was when we sold to Sohu, uh, we actually. Um, uh, traded with stocks, mm-hmm. so it was a stock swap. Mm. So for 35 million dollars of social stocks, which went up to, I, I think, ten times. Oh really? So, yeah, went up ten times since the times we sold. So if they kept their stock today, it would be worth our company valuation would be 350 million. Oh wow! So there will be 350 times. Mm. So 10,000 dollars would be 3.5 million. Really? Yeah. Did, did some of them yeah. hold? Someone will help you uh, $30, $40. Uh, uh, so it was say, uh, let's see, maybe uh, how many times? So seven, five times? Uh, no, no, five times the, so 50 times. So someone will help you 50 times. So and that's how most of them got out. Uh, it depends, various times, right? <laughs> You'll you get out. The, the, the worst you can get out would be about, let's see, 10 times, a uh, 10 bagger. So mm-hmm. $10,000 ten, so uh, ten becomes $10,000. So you have a few friends at Stanford as well then, I guess. Uh, a lot of our friends who call us, it's like, especially <laughs> the friends who lock up our shares and forgot where they are and found them. Oh, really? <laughs> Many years later, <laughs> they're the ones who thanked us. Oh, it's wow. like, oh, they thought it was a very small investment. Right. So they didn't care about it. So they locked up in some safe somewhere or some drawers. Right. And they opened some drawers and figured out,
0: wow, this is worth <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so there may be more of those still out there. Yeah, I don't How know. know. So, so, so I didn't have the
1: uh, last touch for,
0: for a while. Yeah, right. Maybe so, so, we're still <laughs> so you sold that company, Sohu is one of them like Yahoo yeah, or yeah. someone in China, yes, be, yes. almost a conglomerate right. now. So um, so you did pretty well. Uh, why didn't you just go and like retire on a beach someplace? Actually, um, we, after we sold Sohu we were
1: at the the bottom of the internet <laughs> age.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? it was the first the first bubble burst in mm-hmm. the year two thousand. I think most people in the States remember this. Is our stock, for instance, just plummeted? Mm. So we we ended up in Soho for a year and a half, very depressed because the entire market entire industry is depressing. Mm. So uh, after in year two thousand two, we saw this new tidal wave coming up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Remember, we're surfers, right. <laughs> right? So whenever there's a wave, you can be sure we're going to get in front of it. Mm-hmm. And this wave is mobile. We have realized that the mobile wave will be bigger, even bigger than the internet way. Mm-hmm. And still, I mean, still we're still at the beginning of it, mm-hmm. still today, that uh, we, we, we decided to start another company. And the company is called Kongzhong. And how did so you get funding this time? How do we get funding this time? Oh, we we're, were trying to get funding in the year 2002. Mm-hmm. It was very, very tough. Right. Because uh, all the VCs are just coming off the first bubble. Right. So nobody wanted to invest. Even with our background, Stanford hmm. built a, a community company, sold the first community company, exactly were a public company. Right, I mean the, VC it. The, yeah, the VC followed the Yeah, the VC followed the were, hood and we were rejected by so many VCs. You hmm. can't even imagine going everywhere and people just saying no. Right. And it ended up that uh, only one leading VC decided that we're the one, it's DFJ. Oh really? D F J. Who did you work with there? Uh, we we actually had a, a Stanford alum uh, called uh, Zhang Fan. Zhang Fan. Okay, uh, okay. Zhang Fan is um, he was associate at D F J. All right. And uh, he he saw us. He's he now us. Well, he's very hot now in yeah. China in the VC industry. Right. So he he saw and He said, I know you guys will make it. Uh, just wait. Let me convince my bosses at D F J that we can invest here. And because the actually didn't want to invest us, they were very cautious. Everyone was cautious. Right. And he went back to Silicon Valley and he spent two weeks convincing his bosses to invest in us. Mm. I don't know how he did it, but he did be able to convince them. Maybe mm. he putting his job on the line? He that's what he told us. Right. He put his job on the line. I'm betting my career, my job on these guys. So ended up they they uh, they invested uh three million dollars mm-hmm. uh out of uh let's see uh... so uh, for 33 percent so could
0: you not have self-funded by that point?
1: what? could you not have self-funded? no we couldn't because um... i mean you oh. come off selling a company for thirty-five 30 million, million. You know, but with liquid, liquidity uh, liquidation uh, okay. preference you know with all that the you entrepreneur didn't yeah the entrepreneur with, with the terms the entrepreneurs didn't get very much the investor made money <laughs>
0: but um, we, didn't, we didn't make much money. Oh, so you didn't actually make much money on the first
1: one no we made five hundred thousand yeah. dollars we each put in two hundred fifty thousand so, so we self-funded $500,000 on, on this uh, on this deal. So uh, we raised $3 million for 33%, and that's the only round we raised.
2: Hmm.
1: And we went public after only one round of fundraising.
0: Hmm.
1: And we went public uh, in two years and two months from the inception of the company. That was so the record. So you
0: started, you went basically straight to a Series A. You didn't do any kind of angel investment or anything. Is there a reason why you went straight to a $3 million round?
1: Well, we, uh, we put in $500,000 when we started in May of uh, 2002, okay. and then we raised the funding in November, right, okay. $3 million, right. and we went public two years later. Right, so pretty quick. That was pretty quick, and it was uh, basically, uh, some $9 million valuation, by the, ta- the, the time pre-money, mm. uh, the time we, uh, uh, no, proposed money, uh, $6 million pre. Right. Uh, so uh, by the time, uh, a year and a half later, when we went public, mm. I think it was $350 million,
0: mm. But so the that stock was went so up and uh, has rollercoastered a lot since then. It you know, the rollercoastered a
1: lot since then. We went back to the IPO price. Right now we have, we're about 350 to $400 million. Dollars.
0: Do you still hold a lot of stock in the company?
1: I hold 16%. 16
0: so so Still okay. <laughs> if people buy the stock and push it up, you're okay with that? What? If people buy the stock and push it up, you're okay with that? Of course, 16%. <laughs> I mean, I'm still a big shareholder. Hmm. And you're still, you're still related to that company, right? You're just me a card from that. I, I'm still related from the company, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm still related. I mean, in what way are you related? What way I'm related? Well,
1: I'm the founder. Mm-hmm. I'm the vice chairman. So you're actively still working there? Uh,
0: not re- not as actively right. as before, yes. And I'm involved so we'll, in other companies. Okay, we'll, we'll certainly get to that. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what um, Kongzong does?
1: What well, Kongzhong does? Uh, Kongzhong is a uh, company... Uh, in the mobile internet business. Mm-hmm. We're the largest player in the mobile internet business in China. Uh, a, a business called what call the Wireless Bad ad Services, mm-hmm. which is like uh, premium SMS, uh, ringtones, uh, logo image downloads, uh, mobile games, mobile communities, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of That's all things. web-based, is it? No, it's, all, it's not only web-based. It's um, It's mobile-based. That's what we call it. Um,
0: Where does revenue come from? Revenue comes from revenue
1: sharing from the operators. So we work with the major uh, telco operators in China. Uh, China Mobile, China Unicom, China Telecom. Hmm. These are the three uh, telcos. Cool.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And Um, another revenue uh, source is through uh, advertising, mobile advertising. That's another thing we do.
0: Right. So we, we get direct payments from major brands. So you've got a U.S. education, and then you're building businesses here in China. I mean, yeah. that must give you quite a head start. Uh,
1: in the it. beginning, in the beginning, yes, because um, uh, because of the information asymmetry
0: hmm.
1: between the U.S. and China, that we have a lot of advantages. Because we see how things are done in the West, we adapted to China, and we can do very well. That was 1999, and right now with the the information flow so freely. On the uh, on the internet, I mean, especially on technology, on business, on on these type of uh, activities. So a lot of the Chinese entrepreneurs actually can be have as the same
0: same world view as us. So we have less of an advantage. Hmm. So you like bring on the, the the big firewall and block stuff so that you can get that advantage back, right? <laughs> no, I mean it doesn't block the uh, the uh,
1: the, the, business, it, yeah. the business business aspects.
0: But now, it, and so you, one of the guys that you mentioned you started uh, your first company with is Joe Chen, yeah. who is now running, He's uh, what world I understood world. is one of the top Chinese internet ventures. Yeah, yeah. Um, who is so the third guy, what's he doing now? Yin
1: Fan Zhou. Yin Fan Zhou is the, um, uh, my partner, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, we started Kung Zhou together. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, are you guys forming your own little like PayPal mafia here or something? What do you mean? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you know, like pay- the PayPal mafia from Silicon Valley. Oh, there's no, no. All, all the guys who founded PayPal and worked with PayPal in the early days. Uh-huh. They understand viral marketing better than each other. They've made a bunch of money. They've been kind of started. So out of Sorry. PayPal has come YouTube. Um, there's, there's like 20 companies that have been okay. on PayPal. Okay. Is there, is that and they're all friends together, right? right. And, and yeah, yeah, that's pretty much And news. it's called the PayPal mafia. It sounds a little bit like... Well, I mean, we're well, we remember when we built China, a lot
1: of companies actually came out of China. A lot of companies, well, it's re- re- really like the the early days, 1999, when we started the, the, the companies. Hmm. So a lot of the, the guys are very, very smart and very innovative, right? Went to the early startups, so these went out and spiraled. Hmm. It, the, the biggest company uh, that spawned out the most, uh, most companies, even most companies, soku. so good. We mm-hmm. came out of Sohu, right? Sort of. We <laughs> so, and uh, Yu Hu used mm-hmm. to be the Bituku, used to be the president for Sohu. And Elon uh, Li uh, Li Zhang, mm-hmm. Zhang Yigang, you used to be the uh, I think CEO of Sohu, mm-hmm. which Elon's also from the company. Uh, who else? A lot of companies. Yeah, actually, it's a small network, so
0: you guys uh, really all know each other. Yeah. Well,
1: in China, all the internet people know each other. Yeah,
0: because yeah. it's actually a pretty small community of the guys at this level, isn't it? It is, it is, it is. I mean, that's my understanding. Is that, is that right? It's... I mean, because the, 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 they're mainly around a couple of cities, Beijing, Shanghai, and a couple yeah. of other cities. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. 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 We each other. Yeah. Yeah. So the, it's... it's, the, it's Chinese, the Chinese Internet Mafia.
1: It's... Uh, we call the Internet Jianghu. Do you know Jianghu? No. Uh, Jianghu means um, Oceans and Rivers. No, oh, no, no, lakes and rivers. What well, lakes and rivers, uh, other literal translation, lakes and rivers. But, um, in the traditional Chinese, uh, way of, uh, describing things, it means the, uh, uh, it means society, it means, uh, uh, shoot, how do I explain? You know the Kung Fu uh, movies, Kung Fu novels, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, you have these different, uh, different games, different, <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, well, it's it's like a mafia It's like the the mafia Different mafias
0: I, I can believe it I mean, <laughs> I mean um, for us, coming from the US We see all these Chinese sites with tons of traffic And don't understand it, right? And so yeah. that's why we can, kind of came here and wanted it To talk with you guys about it Yeah um, so, so now you're on to starting a search company, um, and that is Monkey King Search, right? Monkey King Search, yes. Now, the, one of the reasons I wanted to talk with Nick about this is because one of the trends that I've noticed in China is you can do companies a lot cheaper than the U.S. Um, you can effectively test a lot more concepts more quickly because there's such a big user population. And they're more forgiving. Okay, so they the, the, the users are more forgiving. There's two <laughs> catches. One is um, obviously a big one in that you can't monetize China the way you can in the US right now. That could definitely change in time, but right now China is still a developing country. Um, and then the second is that Chinese culturally is different. But I've been very intrigued with the idea that because this is such a like a petri dish of ideas that can be tested here that ideas could ferment here that could be going over to the U.S. And business models here could be going over to the U.S. and take over major U.S. markets. Um, And maybe Nick can tell us a little bit about your plans for your search company, and that fits into what I just described. Okay, uh, since the end of
1: last year, I started involving myself with the uh, search company Mm -hmm. because that's always been my passion. I'm involved with uh, this, this company. Called wukong. Mm-hmm. it's wukong. It's of Monkey King Search in mm-hmm. China because it has always been my passion to uh, to build a search engine, mm-hmm. and uh, I believe in doing something that will really help the people's lives. And I think search engine is as fundamental as as water, as tap water. Right. So uh, what we've been building before, like communities, like uh, Kongzhuang, which bad uh, services, mobile games, etc. Mm-hmm. These I consider them as uh, soft drinks, like Coke, Pepsi. Ice tea. Mm-hmm. You can live without Coke and Pepsi or ice tea, but you can't live without tap water. Right. And I think search engine fundamentally is as important to people's lives as tap water. Right. So, so that's why I'm doing it, and I want to make a difference in
0: people's lives. And I say, but a lot of people want to build search engines. I mean, mm-hmm. Microsoft launched its latest iteration it's of the search engine just a little while ago. This mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Honestly, search engines aren't really that big of a deal anymore, um, and they're well understood and well monetized. I mean, Well, I think Larry Page said them? something that um, I, I totally agree with. Uh, people said that
1: Google is great. Mm-hmm. Google uh, is wonderful. Google is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And Larry, I think he said that we're only at the beginning. We took the first baby steps toward our, our goal of artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which I totally agree with. And people say that, is it too late to start a search engine company? I said, it's not too late 10 years ago. People have said that 10 years ago to the Google guys. It's too late to start a search engine company. Yeah, the search is one. It's it's AltaVista is number one. Yeah. And they say it's too late to start a search engine company now. And I'm saying that it's not too late 10 years from now. You can do it 10 years from now. Because when uh, people say that, oh, don't you have to uh, follow the footsteps of Google and you have to take 10 years to build Google's quality today? I said no, you don't well, have Google to. Google had great quality in the beginning, though. No, no I, I'm saying that to Google's uh, quality today. Right. Today, do you need to 10 years right. to build to Google today? And I say, you don't have to, because you're standing on other people's shoulders. Sure. Innovation is always like that. So and if you use open source, Google technology, which they have been uh, u- utilizing and they have been successful with, mm-hmm. is like such as MapReduce. Such as a GFS, right. you can build something similar on, on, open mass, on open, so the open platform.
0: So okay, I get that, but I mean, so I'll be very blunt though. There's a lot of people who have um, a, a significantly big international, bigger international profile, and have been like have a lot more resources than you so that have tried to build search companies, and they fall on their ass like a lot of times, like really badly. That's right. Um, you're in China. Mm-hmm. How how how? Why will people use what you're doing? Well, and I understand, understand that, I'm, I'm on your side. I okay, like okay. I'm saying that in China,
1: I think a lot of people said this is a highly competitive field. to such a new business. Mm-hmm. I see you're wrong. It's not competitive at all. It's a very low competition level business. Mm-hmm. You, you, do you understand why? Is that uh, sometimes they say the most dangerous place is the safest place? Mm-hmm. Do you, you see like where you are in you hiding, right? People are searching for you, right? sometimes it's the most dangerous place it's the safest place to hide because nobody thinks that wow, there's a tremendous opportunity here
2: mm-hmm.
1: and search engine is
0: that because so many people are afraid I can believe there's the opportunity I mean, are you able to talk more specifically about what you're going to do okay, okay. so in China in many industry,
1: in part, uh, sectors of the internet there's lots of public companies mm-hmm. and in the search engine business there's only one Baidu Baidu is one public company out of China right. I think this is true uh, the, the number is too small right. there should be at least another one Right, They could go public. But is, is your
0: intent to just build a, a smaller competitive I do? Or, I mean, your aspirations are a little bigger than that. I believe I am bigger than that because I want to challenge Google in the United States. So if you want to challenge Google... I, w- I have to build a better mouse track. That's simply it. Hmm. And, and I'm, I'm sure some it ideas that, what? I'm sure it can be done. It's just, what is that? I mean, what is that? There's okay. been wiki search, there's been all kinds of different stuff and none of it's worked. Now, now it's real-time search, but um, is that really going to be more important? No, I don't no, think so. No, it's. Um, I believe that the idea is conceptual search engine.
1: Mm-hmm. Then you hear that talk a lot, but it's actually very difficult to do. Is so that something like?
0: Um, it's not a keyword search engine. It's a conceptual search engine. The one that just launched from um, Math. Uh,
1: uh, from it's, uh, similar, but uh, we have different algorithms. The the one that was recently launched, is the algorithm is too complex. Mm-hmm. We can do that as well, but. If you take so many processing cycles to just serve one user, mm-hmm. it's just not economical. Mm-hmm. And you go bankrupt because <laughs> you can't make enough revenue off one search. Mm. For example, if you use the one million servers for Google mm-hmm. to just serve one person, that's almost as smart as the matrix.
0: No, Sure, there's a cost
1: yeah. issue, and then behind that is going to be the energy cost issue. I think that's the energy cost the issue, one. yeah, it's a bigger one, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're, you're totally right. And the human brain is actually so much
0: more powerful than so many computers. And very,
1: very efficient. It only takes about 3,000 kickouts
0: a day. So then let me ask you this. That search, and I'm forgetting the name, um, Wolfram Alfred, what's the name of the search? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, I don't remember. I saw it on the Internet. I saw the results. I'm, I'm saying that uh, in, in research, you can do you can do that. But, but, so, but so let's say that they're using a high-cost version of it, um, and so therefore we'll, we'll assume it's a high-quality search. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I've used their search it's like three times, and then I stopped using it. I've seen a couple of friends talk about it, saying, "Hey, we should go and search there." For me, as a pretty active internet user, actually, i us say extremely active internet user, I have no life, and I use the internet all day. Mm-hmm. I don't use it, um, and I'm it's pretty. And, and it's still adopter. not good enough. It's so, good enough. if theirs is the high quality version, that's used. which the one are you talking cost, about? The one, one, the one from Wolfram Alpha. It's not the one uh, in. It's not the Silicon Valley one, right? It's no, they're in it. Chicago, I think. Yeah, I
1: think it's. Uh, uh, is that the one which they they take all the history books and all? It's only still. It's there's Wolfram Alpha right now. Kind we'll of, kind
0: of, because it's I one, there's, there's one like big one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Google. <laughs> sure. Yeah, if you do search for Wolfram Alpha search. Google is still sure based, based on, on the key- keyword searching. Wolfram. You w- Wolfram. W O L F. R A M. Alpha. Search. That's right. That's yeah. Computer knowledge. So the domain is Wolfram Alpha. So WolframAlpha.com. Yeah. So this is the one. Is this the one you were talking about? Yes, I, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So if this is the high quality version that uses a lot of computing resources and gives the best answers, then you're going to do it with less resources, less presumably resources. give yeah. uh, lower quality uh, answers. Uh, lower
1: quality answers, but uh, 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 as best as you can
0: and so, so it, basically, I mean, it, it, for example this, if this,
1: this, this is like the solar car right, uh-huh. right it's not very economical. although it goes very long time, uh, long distance
0: you know you can only hold one guy lying like down. I'm but trying to build a car that you can actually use so I'm I mean I'm not using this right now because no. I haven't found the answers that you I mean do you use we, we couldn't no. find no. it so no no
1: yeah, and uh, no. Only, how, it's doing. only also very limited scope uh-huh. for this one I tried it before very limited scope right. only certain things you can answer it's mm-hmm. not generic as in the sense that I can engine anything, mm-hmm. I can give you results as best
0: as I could. That's
1: and what so I, that's to what do, I, do. That, I mean,
0: th- this is stuff has been tried for a long time. Like AskJeeves was was a kind of an early yeah, one. The, early one. That. Uh, the technology wasn't uh, good enough back then. And and I thought Warframe Alpha is interesting because there clearly is something to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, absolutely. The algorithm is very good, and it's I guess it's can you crack it and make it work.
1: That's what I'm trying to do. I'm mm. trying to, my algorithms are different than theirs in that they're, they're, they use advanced algorithms, mm-hmm. but it's very, very slow. Mm. We try to use simpler algorithms, which are much faster. So like, uh, this is why I explain. Instead of building a solar car, we're building a hybrid. Mm. It's fuel efficient, and it's good, it's very operational, mm. and it's, it's better than what we had before. Is it a solar car? No. Does it use uh, non-renewable energy? It does. <laughs> But use less of it. Hmm. You, you got what I mean? Yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to do. We're trying to build a better search engine, like a hybrid hybrid car. That's the comparison I use.
0: So, I mean, how do you know that there's the market demand for this? Have you done things like um, users? Okay. Let me let me like go through this theme, and I'm really interested to hear your point. Okay, hear my point, uh, my view on how to do this, right? No, no, not on that. On how do you know that there's a market for it? Have you done things like made uh, sample test results and shown those to users and said? Hey, users, would you if you got answers like this from a search engine, would this be better for you than Baidu? Have you done things like that? Like, how have you validated what you're doing? I don't trust study groups. I don't
1: trust the surveys. Mm. I don't trust any of that. I, I, I believe, my personal belief, right, is that a true entrepreneur has to be the, the passionate guy, the passionate user. Mm. That's who I am. I'm building a search engine for myself. Right. I feel that currently the search engine stuck. Right. It doesn't solve my problems. I'm building the search engine for myself. And I believe, if I feel this is a good searching game, people will like it. That's uh, that's though they say that when the dog eats the dog food. <laughs> I'm building product for myself. I'm building for ourselves, my teammates, my, my employees. Hmm. So if we... I'm, I'm, I'm pretty average. I build things that's used by hundreds of millions of people. In China, in Sohu, in Kongzhou. Hmm. Hundreds of millions of people use my products. So I pretty much know what the genetic population thinks. And I feel that the currently the search is suck. That's why I'm doing this. I don't use study groups. I use myself. Mm. And you have to be passionate. You have to. Be, if, if you really believe your product sucks, you have to improve it.
0: And you might fall on your ass, or you might really make it work. Yeah. And that's yeah. the risk. That's the risk. It's, I feel like the Wright brothers. Yeah. <laughs> And so this, <laughs> time
1: yeah. this time around, you've taken no funding. You're, you're doing it yourself. Yeah, I'm, doing, I'm
0: self-funding this. Are you going to self-fund it all the way?
1: No, no, I'm going to risk funding in end of this year and early next year. I'm probably going to risk one round and hope for an IPO.
0: And so this, um, in terms of where Nick's offices are here, so they're in the university. We're in a building on the 19th floor. 19th yeah, floor. Um, and what's interesting here is uh, Nick's told me that it's actually pretty expensive office space. It doesn't look like it. Um, I, the university is, I mean, it's just a nice university, but it actually looks like a... Very much like just a Silicon Valley startup where it's not luxurious at, at it's all. It's not luxurious at um, no. It feels like a startup and it gives you the feeling like a hungry startup. Is that We're very, very hungry. And uh, the, the guys I have on my team, most of them hasn't
1: made a lot of money on stock options. But they have friends and they have they know people. In China, they have made a lot of money on startups. Hmm. So that's why I have them here. Right. I want them to be very, very hungry. Right. Because if they're not hungry, if they have made money on our previous startups,
0: then they wouldn't work as hard right um, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, can you talk about the view that you have from your office the view from my office uh, right outside my, my office mm-hmm. room,
1: uh, is, uh, is Google, the Google building and, and we're right on
0: top of them. And so, what floor are we on, and what floor are we on? is Google on? Let's see.
1: You can count, right? Google's eight, nine. Nine
0: nine floors. And we're on the 19th floor. We're on the 19th. Floor. So we're on the 19th floor. Ten floors above
1: Google. Ten floors above Google, and uh, I have binoculars here, which Sorry. you can see Google, Google, you can hire Google's office building.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Nick can see exactly what's going on, and this is this is it for Google China, right? That this is it, Google China. This is Google China building, and they're right down there. Now, why are you so interested in Google rather than Baidu? Because really Baidu is eighty percent market share, Google's twenty. But Google has
1: a much better technology. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that search engines um, is a technology challenge. And uh, there's actually two So you feel over time Baidu might just go away? No, no, there's a lot of companies who use other strategy and does it very well. Uh, there's basically two strategy uh, two strategies in building search engines. Mm. One is what, what I call the technology mm-hmm. strategy. The other is uh, what I call the human strategy. Mm-hmm. There's two extremes. One extreme is uh, Google, which uses artificial intelligence, right? Oh, machine learning, machine <laughs> machine everything. Mm. And then there's the other uh, extreme, which is the uh, uh, neighbor. If you guys uh, heard of neighbor in Korea? No it's a it's a Google of Korea all right. and uh, it uses humans to produce the results of search engine okay. so all of the results are human produced in real time? not in real time but they, they just keep on producing right. it's so like ask.com of like ask.com yeah it's human produced uh, search engine hmm. so these are two streams and we're more towards a technology view I believe in the future in artificial intelligence in machine learning I believe hmm. hopefully we'll build a great company and and not building Skynet. <laughs> but that's uh, sometimes my ponder, we ponder that whether our system will become Skynet. And Skynet being? In, in Terminator. Uh, I'm not, I don't understand. Oh, Do no, ter- you guys, see, you, you, you didn't see the movie Terminator? Yeah, a long time ago. I've oh, you, you, you didn't see the new ones? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. So Skynet is this computer system which took over everything oh, right. so they built robots which destroyed the humans <laughs> so now you can hear a little bit about Nick's ambition on this time <laughs> <laughs> and you know, um, you know Kongzhong uh-huh. Kongzhong Wang means Wang means Net mm-hmm. Kongzhong means Sky so actually the, the direct translation for SkyNet is actually
0: Kongzhong Wang in Chinese hmm. Now I'm I'm interested to know. So obviously you, you're very optimistic. You're going to push this really hard. Or well, for well, entrepreneurs you have to be very optimistic, otherwise you're already So I want to I want to ask you, and if you don't answer this, it's no problem. I just want to ask you anyway. At what point do you say it didn't work? What point? You I could think? fund it, you could personally fund this for as long as you want, pretty much. But you're not going to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at what point do you do you say it's we're not going to do it? Uh, I I think there's a word
1: called perseverance. Mm-hmm. And there's another word called stubborn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do you know the difference? No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think the difference is that's the, the difference is uh, the, the guys who are called geniuses are the ones that, <laughs> that figure it out. I guess. Um. Let me tell you the difference. All right, tell me. Okay.
1: With your goal, mm-hmm. your goal in life, your goal in your career, or whatever your goal, you have to be perseverance. You have to persevere so just tell yourself I have to reach my goal that's simply put there's no question there's no stopping I'm not stopping in anything that's perseverance Mm -hmm. and don't be stubborn on the way to get there what I mean is that for example your goal is uh, somewhere else in distance right Mm. Uh, distance mountain I'm going to get to that point I'm going to walk there if if there's a big wall I can't I can get to my uh, destination Mm. I go around it go around the wall. I try to get around the wall. Mm -hmm. If I can't get around the wall, I try to fly over it. If I can't fly over it, I dig a hole. So so You're 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 not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I'm just going to find a way. Entrepreneurs find a way. Mm. That's perseverance. And just don't get stubborn on how to get there. I, I see a lot of entrepreneurs fail because they want to succeed and they want to Succeed a in a certain, certain way. Right. And <laughs> you say, way.
0: You'll do whatever it takes. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, I don't have to succeed in, uh, in one certain way. Mm. What if that way involved you not being CEO of a company? That's okay. That's fine. You just wanted to get there? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's, that's okay. Um, I'm interested in some, um, just some general... Firstly, China. Like, What's your level of Chinese? I can speak and read. Very well. but are you native Chinese? I am native chinese yeah so if you you so you're perfectly i mean your English is obviously native um your Chinese is native native so you can and and you can read and write Chinese as I, well? i can write i can read as native as well or native I can read the native and but uh, I can't write like a, a foreigner if learn chinese. <laughs> okay. So I can write some boards. So then your communications here then are on a Chinese level. You, you don't have to have other people in the way. No. So how how is um one of the, the things I've been hearing about in my time here in China is that management is a, a real problem. Um, you can't scale up like you can in the US. People become very individualistic. There's, there's almost mm-hmm. like a cap into how big you can, you can get companies. That's firstly, is that understanding correct or is that not correct?
1: Um. I think it's a difference in culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're in Germany or if you're in Japan, it's very easy to scale very, very big mm-hmm. because it's the people, it's the people's culture. You mm-hmm. mean, German workers, and Japanese workers, they're very similar and they're very alike, and they're like robots. Mm. <laughs> they just toil away. And uh, in China, people are people think a lot more. Right. These guys, I mean, it's not as Timurian as in Japan, Japan or Germany. Mm. And it's even more. Uh, well, people are very creative here, right? People right. are
0: very entrepreneurial here, more than. But most they're not much. as team-oriented. That's exactly yeah. it. So that's, that's not. That's so do yeah. so you agree with my my, my statement?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I so, agree. but um, so it
1: just takes a lot more work. Could it be done? It could be done with the right manager, the right,
0: right motivator, r- the right coach. If you align people's objectives with yours so, yeah. so middle, middle management is the area that becomes a problem here is that right I mean is that, is that what happens um, in China because people are very much
1: entrepreneurial mm. the head guy the boss has to be the smartest guy in the company mm-hmm. the most capable guy in the company otherwise people leave you right. uh, there's no way you can hire someone better than you no way so for example uh, in marketing let's say the head guy has to be the smartest marketing guy in the company can kinda, be, that can be relative though I mean. it has to be otherwise the guy will leave because it will be like why should I work for this dumb guy why is he the boss why is that my my uh, my profits and the, the stuff I earn it gets some, such a big cut by him so in China people think that way so you have to be the smartest guy in the company so you don't think you can get guys here that are smarter than you to work for that's true absolutely in the United States, you can but in China, you can't. No way. So ten years, no way. You can't get, get smarter than you. So know. how
0: is? I mean, you, you've got how many people have you got here now? Forty, forty. Um, how's the? How does? How's the organizational structure like? Do they all report to you? Do you? Do you yeah, have no. male managers? Like how does? It, how does it look? We actually have a very uh, innovative way to manage here. Hmm. Uh, we have what's called a senate.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I tell the company we run a constitutional monarchy. Mm-hmm. There are certain things I decide. There are certain things the Senate decide hmm. The Senate is a representation from the from the teams. Mm-hmm. So each ten guys has one senator. Mm-hmm. And the Senate decides on things such as budgeting, such as salaries and compositions. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Such as work de- uh, work division and reporting. So everybody knows everyone's salaries or what? No, the Senate knows everybody's salaries. Other people don't. The Senate takes some votes and the hybrid Why are you doing it that way? because get more involved from the company from the employees so they yeah. feel a part of the team and certain things is decided by the whole body so I actually learned this from the uh, the Swiss government I don't know if you've been to Switzerland yeah Even sort of, mm-hmm. you, you know that Switzerland doesn't have a head of state
0: you know I, didn't they, know. I know, you that didn't know that I know that in
1: all of the little regions I didn't you know. didn't know that Switzerland doesn't have a head of state it has a council and uh, hmm. in terms of uh, foreign, uh, foreign affairs mm-hmm. you know uh, traveling to, to overseas it rotates. For example, this month is this guy, next month is that that guy. Yeah. Really? You didn't okay. know that? Nah. Never heard that. You never heard that. No. You, uh, and I should know. I mean I lived in Europe a couple of years. I Yeah, know you that. should go to Baron and then you should you should see the council. Hmm. There's about twenty guys. <laughs> hold mm-hmm. uh, it up I mean I've
0: never heard of a head of state from Switzerland like, ne-
1: never heard of it right uh,
0: see you, like, you know you're <laughs> the president of Switzerland or prime minister see me tell you, it's a very interesting but I know I've always known they had a different democratic system it's a very different democratic system bottom, like, the bottom up bottom system. up grassroots democratic yeah. system and it works very well and it
1: used to be like uh, cause we were invited by the Swiss government to travel there uh, a few years ago mm. and so we, we actually learned how the government works is that you, when Switzerland first got founded is all the people, the mountaineers, which is the Swiss, meet in the valley, and they started voting on, the, on certain things. So just take a hand vote. Hmm. So it's, a, it's, a, it's what's called a direct democracy. That's how Switzerland right. was founded. And then because of the Switzerland got bigger, so it has to be a representative democracy. But they still want to keep the more uh, power to the uh, to the people. Hmm. So that's how I run things here. And people feel they're really a part of the team because yeah. they have such so much empowerment. Mm. So we have the Senate and we have direct voting by every employee. Mm. So on certain issues like, where do we go for our spring trip? How do we spend our, our uh, team building budget? It's decided by the entire, yeah. entire employee body. And on other things, it's decided by the Senate. Have you done this before?
0: What is on? No, this, no, 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 no. So you're trying here. I I'm mean, mean a how's it working so far?
1: Very well. People are very involved, and people are very happy that there's such empowerment. Mm. Because before, in any other type of company, right, any other company, it's a pyramid scheme, right? So it's like who decides your salary and uh, and uh,
0: bonus? Well, even it's, well, your it's your, well, your in boss. In China, even more so, right? It's, you have yeah. to be kind of like a dictator at the top, is what I've understood, like a very strong control. Yeah. And so you're doing it very, very differently. I'm doing very, very differently. I'm doing. A holding system here. Mm. How's the retention been? Very, very good. Very good. Have I you mean, lost a lot of people? I mean, no, i lost only one. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Um, so the other thing I want to ask you about is, um, and tell me if this isn't something we can talk about, um, is just in, in terms of the future of China. Um, in some of the reading I've been doing about China since I've been here, um, I've, un- I've started to understand that China is, it is one big country, but it's a little bit more like Europe in that there's a, a lot of ethnic regions and yeah. groups that are combined together into one, one country. And that is it is something that is a little bit difficult to hold all of that together. Um, and and and, and to, on top of that, China is not a democracy. It, it is a communist country. Um, and that almost... One of the things that I'm understanding is that the Chinese are... Because they're so entrepreneurial, one of the, the books I read said that there's almost no sense... There's a sense of right or wrong, but Chinese people just do what they want to do. And so you almost need to have a strong system in place so that Chinese people understand you do the wrong thing and there's consequences, and, and that's basically it. There's not this inbuilt code that a lot of other Western societies have where there's a kind of a feeling of right or wrong. Would, would you agree with what I've said so far? Um,
1: not necessarily. I think the, with the right and wrong, I mean, there's gen, general... Um, uh, the, in, in China, there's... Um, and I don't mean any of this in the way. Just, yeah, no. traditionally in China, there's... Um, uh, uh, let, let me say how it works. Okay, from the Chinese view. I've been to the States and I've been to China for right. a long time, so I, I can explain this probably better. In the U.S., people uh, consider this... Uh, 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 there's uh, three codes in, in China. There's only one code in the United States. The, uh, in the in United States, there's a code of law. It mm-hmm. means that the code of law rules, rules the land. In the United States, mm-hmm. so if you did something that's wrong, but the police didn't use the proper procedures, you'd be let go. For example, the Miranda rights, for example, the O.J. Simpson case, mm-hmm. for example, the others. Exactly. And he so, so, right. so, so, so. Yeah. Oh.
0: No, keep going. No.
1: Okay. So there's a code of law. So in China, uh, traditionally it has been three codes: the code of heaven, the code of the the, the country, mm-hmm. the code of law, which is the code of the country, right. and the code of Emotions
2: mm-hmm.
1: so for example, in China uh, for example a, a a woman kills the, the uh, uh, kills her husband because her husband beats her a lot right okay in the United States, hey what the law says you how you're punished you're punished, but in China, the loss of emotion could let her have a very light punishment because mm-hmm. a very wide scheme how right. the judge can can decide mm-hmm. And for example, there's no way, for example, like uh, there's uh, evidence that someone did something bad and the people are very, very angry. And there's no way this person's going to be let go easily. Although the pro- well, the police didn't use proper procedures, they used other uh, procedures. Right. But, so uh, so you see what I mean, right? In China, it's more of the three codes govern China rather than just one in the United States. Hmm. So people lost some emotion. <laughs>
0: Things work here. It's, uh, it's very, very important. So... Our relationships are more important here. Right. Um, so longer term, um, where do you see the future of business in China? I mean, I guess the, the question... It's hard for me to articulate this because I still don't have it completely clear. I'm still learning. Um, it it feels to me like um, China's working very hard to hold the, the hot and the entire country together. It's, a, it's obviously a very, very, very important issue for China. Um if, if that were to change and China would become 20 different countries and still united but st- but somehow become more independent, how would that change the entrepreneurial environment? Do you see that as any kind of likelihood or is it something we shouldn't even talk about?
1: Uh, I don't think it's something we should even talk about because that's uh, right now we're in China mm. and there are certain codes a loss. Okay. Sorry. So we'll we'll leave that point there. <laughs> because uh, someone asked me this point. It said um, about uh, government censorship, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, lost regulations on content. Right. I'm saying that this is a uh, well. Any country
0: has laws and regulations, and you just have to abet by them. Exactly. Sorry. I, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I, I shouldn't have even asked. So okay. My apologies. Um, okay. Uh, that's pretty much everything I want to ask. Is there anything that you want to talk about which we haven't covered? I think it's, it's, it's good. Okay. What do you think? Yeah. Thanks for your time. Thank you.